Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Welcome to episode 53 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. Today on the podcast, we're going to be reflecting on ourselves in active addiction. and Just kind of going over some of the struggles that we had while we were in uh, active addiction. So Courtney, what was uh, what was the worst thing you think about just being an addict, just living everyday life with an addiction that you're hiding from everybody? Um, well, there honestly, there's a lot of shitty things about it. But if I were to narrow it down to the top <laughs> one or two, yeah. um, I think for me, the, one of the worst parts about it was just always having to put on this fucking persona that everything was great and that I wasn't struggling and that I wasn't fucking falling apart at the seams. Almost like you weren't. You couldn't be your true self, basically. 100%. Yeah, I had the same feeling. It always felt like I was, like, playing a character. I hated that. It was almost like, yeah, it's almost like, and sometimes I almost felt like I was looking at myself from, like, an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Because I'm like, this fucking isn't me. This And, like, having to, like, play off, like, being hungover and feeling like shit. Yeah. Having to, like, physically make yourself appear healthy and like happy and like sane basically when on the inside you're just like dying falling apart at the seams yeah yeah hiding hangovers oh that was the hardest thing ever especially going to work like oh my god and like the rare like uh, like the rare times when you were so fucking hungover that you couldn't hide it having to like lie and make up excuses why you felt like dog shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that part because I don't like, I'm a shitty liar. I don't like to lie to begin with. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm a pretty fuck. I'm a straight shooter. I would, you know, I like to say it as it is and I like to call their people on their shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, what a fucking faker I was being like, oh, I'm bowling a tummy ache. Like, no, you just fucking, <laughs> you, you got hammered as soon as you left work yesterday and didn't go to bed till fucking five, woke up at seven, and now you're here. You're right, right? It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, like, this isn't uh-huh. indigestion. This isn't fucking, oh, I got the flu that's been going around. I think I even lied once and told work that I got food poisoning from, um, I got food poisoning from Subway. So yeah. I, I apologize to Subway. That was just alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? What is, like, what was the shittiest part about? I think it was just never being truly happy. Like, I would just be miserable all the time until I got drunk. And then you'd just be a drunk and, like, drug addict. And you, it was, like, the only... Basically, the only thing I got joy from was getting fucked up. That was the worst. And did you just, like, spend your days just, like... After after the initial fucking feeling like complete dog shit wears off and you start to feel half human again, yeah, was it just like did it automatically just kick in? You're like, ah, okay, I feel half decent. Let's start this all over again. I yeah. can't wait to do this again. I can't wait to get fucked up again. Yeah, I would like be hungover and be like, oh god, I don't want to do this anymore. And then the next day, I'd be like, well, I'm not. I'm feeling pretty good. Nah, maybe I won't drink. And then I go one more day, and it would be game over because I'd be feeling good again. Except you, like, I haven't drank in two days, so I'd be feeling, like, normal, and I'd be like, fuck, perfect, time to get smashed and do it all over again. It's fucking crazy, hey? And yeah. it's so fucked up that we allowed our, and, like, everybody, they, we allowed ourselves to get into this predicament that not only was it, like, felt normal and, like, mm-hmm. to do it, it felt unnatural to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most fucked up part. 
yeah, there was like, I wasn't getting, I wouldn't get joy out of anything else. Like even my hobbies and my interests and stuff, I didn't care. Just like, I just want to get drunk and sit on the couch and do nothing. Because <laughs> you're like, at some point, your hobbies get inter intertwined with drinking and partying. Yeah. Like watching hockey. Okay, well, I'm not going to yeah. do that unless I'm fucking drinking. Yeah, that's true. And that's just going to start the night. And then after that, it's going to keep going. Yeah. And then after fucking, I don't know, whatever time that I can call my dealer. Yeah. Like it always became like, it always became your, I didn't even have any fucking hobbies. My hobbies were just getting fucked up. So at least you yeah, had that. Yeah. But yeah, or like even like traveling, traveling was kind of a hobby, but really what it was, as much as it was a hobby, it was getting fucked up in a different location. Yeah. I was just trying, like traveling was, yeah, it was just going to party somewhere else where nobody, basically I didn't have to put on this persona that I wasn't an alcoholic. So when you're traveling, it's, oh, I'm just traveling, getting drunk. Nobody, no one knows. Nobody cares. Right. And what is more acceptable than getting fucking shit face drunk at 10 a.m. in a foreign country? Yeah, exactly. Nobody, like nobody bats an eye. Cuba, Thailand, all those places. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that's true. If anything, it's like the opposite. It's like encouraged. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was always like, oh, 10 or 9 a.m. mimosa party. Like, fuck me. Cool. Ugh. Yeah. And just the decision-making even, like, I remember, like, booking our vacations because I knew in Mexico where to buy drugs from. So I was like, oh, we got to go to this place. It's like, holy fuck. Like, what was I thinking? Shout out to Hotel Rio Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy who sells fucking plates. Uh, <laughs> it's not all he sells, let Ro me tell Roman, you. Roman. Yeah. Roman. Roman. Roman, I think his name was. Yeah. I think so. He used to, like, wander up and down the fucking beach and, like, there, one, that one pool was, like, an infinity pool and it, like... Yeah. It bordered. You walk right up to you. Yeah, you thought bordered the beach. And you could like pay him right from the Yeah, yeah you could buy a sombrero or a gram of coke. Or both. or both. Super festive. I never did get a sombrero. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got him to chuck one in for free. Oh shit. Recur <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking a recurring customer uh, special. Yeah. Next time, if I ever do go back to Mexico, I will get a sombrero. Yeah, not from Roman. Not from Roman. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I will get a fucking sombrero. No, I got some vanilla no. ones too. Yeah. But it wasn't for me. It was because I had to trade fucking one of the girls I worked with like six shifts in order for me to go. Yeah. She's like, okay, pick me up some, some vanilla. And I was like, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that everything, nothing is enjoyable without booze yeah. and drugs. Like things that should be solely so fucking cool, so fucking enjoyable. Like, your hobby is like shit that, yeah, it no longer, it's all lackluster unless you're drinking or doing drugs yeah. or altering your fucking mind frame. I always hated too how if we were drinking with other people, they'd always be like, oh, we should do this and that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, I knew damn well, I'm like, yeah, let's, we're never going to do that. Yeah, you're the worst. Because like, <laughs> I didn't have any energy to do anything. I was just a lazy drunk. So I was like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Whereas now it's the opposite. I'm like, oh, let's go fucking, yeah, sure. Let's go climb a mountain. Okay. Right. Why not? Let's go fucking, let's go for a 10 mile run. Let's climb a mountain. Let's yeah. go to the gym fucking twice. So let's do this. Let's do that. Like, let's go fucking run a half marathon for fun. Yeah. Just and, to say I could do it. Just Yeah. Just to say I could do it. And it's so crazy because it's not, it's the complete polar opposite from the people we used to be. Yeah. Because we were like literally the path of released resistance Yeah. is what we used to take constantly. I'm so glad I don't have hangover days anymore. Oh, I remember being so hungover and just, you couldn't sleep well because you're all on 
fucking drugs. <laughs> so you'd sleep for like, I don't know, two or three hours and then just kind of uh, go lay on the couch. Then usually I'd like smoke a bunch of weed and just order shitty food, pizza, or skip the dishes and just poisoning myself even more to try to fight the hangover way, which I'm probably just doing it even worse. And then I'd kind of have a nap on the couch and I'd wake up at night and like do it all over again, get fucking smoke some more weed, eat some more shitty food. Like, oh God. Yeah. You sure were the Renaissance man back then. Yeah. It's like, no wonder I didn't have any energy or fucking anything, any motivation, nothing, no discipline, nothing. Well, and I think maybe that's why we do the shit we do now. I think so. Because we were such fucking useless blobs for so long. Yeah, now I'm like the exact opposite, and I'm like, fuck, let's go. But I mean, the one down, or the one upside of that is like, now we can look back and be like, holy fuck, we were, or for me anyway, like, I was useless for so long that now I don't want to feel like that anymore. Like, I will literally go fucking above and beyond... Because every time I go above and beyond, it reminds me of that useless fucking person that used to just lay around and be yeah. a sack of shit. It's crazy now, like, thinking back to who that person was laying on the couch, sick and hungover. If I could just go back, and I wasn't that long ago, like, no. three, four years ago, and be like, hey, you run five kilometers almost every day now. Like, that's fucking insane. And you go to the gym. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you bet lying. bitch you bet, you bet. <laughs> right yeah. like there's no way i'd believe that shit well it is awesome as that fucking is like i just like want to put it out there for other people that didn't happen overnight no this isn't like this isn't a get fit get fit fucking quick fix easy bullshit here like you yeah it's something you do you... the things you do now yeah you did that same maneuver over and over and over again yeah you gotta like it starts with like slow, small steps and eventually you put enough small steps together and you create like this big change in your life. And you're consistent. Like I, yeah. so I was talking to my, one of my friends just had a baby and she's like getting back into working out trying to get in shape and shit. And she messaged me and she was like, how long until working out isn't something I absolutely fucking hate and dread every day. Yeah. And I laughed. I was like months. Yeah, probably a while. <laughs> but I was like, okay, it's literally going to take months. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. But one day, probably three, four months down the line from here, something in your brain is going to switch mm-hmm. and you're going to not, you're going to hate taking rest days. Yeah. You're going to fucking, your day is not going to feel good. Your mood is not going to feel fucking elevated mm-hmm. until you work out. Yeah. And like, it doesn't happen overnight and it's not going to happen from doing, oh, I did a 21 day program or whatever the fuck. And trust me, I've done all those fucking 21 day fix bullshit. It didn't <laughs> yeah. happen from that. Yeah. It happens when something in your brain switches, when you realize that working out is actually a reward. Yeah. Plus working out isn't something where you're just going to do a program and then at the end of it, it's like, ah, I finished it and I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm done. It's, I'm you just, you something you're going to do the rest of your life. It's not, because I did the same thing when we first started with Beachbody, and I did the Lift 4 program. It's like an eight-week weightlifting program, and it does wonders because it teaches you to do proper sets and to work out certain body parts every day kind of thing, and it actually is. It helped a lot, but, it, like, it's everything. They they promote it on this, oh, you do this eight-week program, and look at the results people are getting, which is complete bullshit. 
because nobody's going to lose 50 pounds in eight weeks. Well, just what by, not, yeah, what they're not saying is that yeah. person has done fucking eight rounds of this. Yeah, because I did, like, even the before and after pictures, and I was like, man, I don't even look different. And then I ended up doing the program twice. And then I think it was, there's, like, another program. It was Lift More. It was, like, the second the one harder, you came out with. Like yeah. The more intense version, yeah. And I did, that was another eight-week program, and I did that twice in a row. And once I did that, then I was starting to be like, hey, like, I don't like rest days anymore. Yeah. But it, t- it takes a like, long time. Like, what, probably, like, three, four months in total? Yeah, well, eight weeks times four, whatever well, that is. Yeah. It's a lot. And well, and even, like, and I was telling my friend this, I'm like, even training and shit in general, like, because she's like, oh, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, yeah, that's what everybody says until they actually get into fitness and they realize that just wanting to lose weight is a fucking tad of what is actually going on here. I'm like, yeah. I myself, I work my fucking cunt off and I'm not like, I'm not being modest here. I work out a lot. I work out, I run. I haven't lost any weight in eight months. Yeah. I haven't lost any weight in eight months, but my body has repositioned and re like comped. Yeah. And I'm jacked as shit. And I wasn't like that fucking eight months ago. I know. I'm the same way. I weigh like 10 pounds more, but all my clothes don't fit. <laughs> and like <laughs> I'm losing belly fat and I'm just gaining muscle too. So it's, it's a win-win, but it's, yeah, like, don't, who cares about the number on the scales? I don't know, measure yourself or something. Well, so like, you'll see, you'll feel it. You'll feel good. Yeah. You'll wear shit that you hadn't worn in three years and be like, holy shit, this fits. Yeah, the scale yeah. didn't shift, but my fucking clothes fit. Yeah. When I, like, look in the mirror, I have muscle tone. Yeah. Where it used to just be chub, like... Yeah. I seen this one thing on Instagram. This one chick was like, I knew, it was like, it took me a really long, it took me a really long time to realize that I'll, ne- I'll always, I'll never be the smallest person in the room mm-hmm. because you can't fucking starve a pit bull to make a chihuahua. I know. I love that because I'm like, I'm always the biggest guy in the room, but now it's more of a flex. Right? Like, look at me. I'm like, still pretty big, but like, <laughs> I got I'm, muscles now. <laughs> like, I was never meant to be a fucking small person. I've never yeah. been a small person. Yeah, I'm short. I'm fucking scrappy. I'm fucking pit bull. Yeah. I ain't gonna fucking starve this to make a chihuahua. Yeah. Sorry, but it's not gonna fucking happen. And I don't want it to happen. Right. But yeah, and again, I don't even... Somehow we detoured. We're down the, the workout topic again. Yeah. But once you fucking... Once you get into it, it's a shit like this. These things consume what your addiction used to yeah. consume. Right? Like, you don't... I, for me, like, you know... I don't think addicts fully ever recover. I don't think so either. They just transform their addiction into something else. Yeah, they just and they just fucking yeah, they just search for that feeling in something else. And if they're lucky, mm-hmm. they'll find it in something that's kind of good for them. Yeah. I know a lot of addicts and shit just like they smoke and they fucking eat candy by the fucking kilo. Mm-hmm. And I get that because I went through the candy phase too. Yeah, that. me like too. Sweets, yeah, I get that. I totally do. But I don't think that addicts really. I don't think we recover. We just shift the mindset and find something new to be obsessed with. Yeah, I think so too. A hundred percent. That's what I'm. It's a it's right. a weird thing. Because our brain is an addict. We're, we have a dick. We have addict brains. Yeah. Like it's three years sober, but it's. It's, I, we'll always have an addict. We'll always have an addict brain. Yeah, that's true. We'll always have that one fucking vice, and it's just you have to hopefully switch it to something that's less destructive <laughs> than being an addict. Yeah. You know. That's true. Yeah. What's some other things that uh, that you hated about active addiction? Oh, I can uh, think of one. I can think of one. I hated that. About I hated that my fucking. I always looked like sick I'm not sick but I always look like puffy 
That was like, oh, pale. yeah. If you look back on pictures, it's like, oh, uh, I know. Like, like, I look like shit. Anytime somebody posts an old picture of me, I'm like, scrap that, please. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be, and they're like, oh, these were good memories. And I'm like, yeah, but like, ugh. Not for me. No. <laughs> like, I don't want to think about that. And I always like, yeah. I hated how I looked. I looked fucking unhealthy. Yeah. I hate, like, look, especially now. And I think the worst part is I didn't even realize I looked that unhealthy until I look back now and I'm like, ugh, fuck me. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I don't know, what do you... I hated dealing with drug dealers. Oh! <laughs> I always hated it. It was like, man, if they didn't have customer service, it was just the worst. And you're just, like, sitting there, and you're, like, waiting for them to show up, and basically miserable, because you don't have your shit, and, like, oh, we'll be there in 20 minutes, and that's, like, an hour ago, and it's like, holy fuck, and... Oh, I'm so glad I'm not in that life anymore. I hated that. Or you'd have to go to them. That was even worse. Like, or, oh, I'm at the bar. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck's sake. The heat score. Or when they wouldn't get up to like, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck's sakes. Get I was up. A, even though I was an alcoholic and a drug user, I like to be, I like to be kind of responsible. So I'd be like, okay, let's go get our booze and get our drugs and then go out for dinner so we have all our shit and then we can just go home. Then I don't gotta wait for these fucking fools or go to them. And of course, yeah, oh, I'm just waking up. I'm like, what? It's seven o'clock at night. <laughs> what do you mean you're just waking up? Like, holy. Yeah, fuck. I mean, it's really surprising. The local drug dealers just don't have, like, fucking time etiquette. Like, I know. Terrible. Fucking terrible. You guys should look into that. I mean, oh, Jesus. man. They're just the worst. And, like, oh. some of the, like, I don't know. They weren't, like, the worst people. Like, a couple of them, like, I don't know, their family were drug dealers, so they became a drug dealer. You know, you kind of are... Generational curses! Yeah, like our last podcast. Yeah. feel bad for them. Well, they don't know any better. Yeah. But they also chose not to fuck... They also but chose they also, the path of yeah. least resistance. They chose that life, so... And there's nothing stopping you from fucking deciding one day that, hey, I'm actually not going to do this shit anymore, because yeah. it's not getting me anywhere. I remember there was a couple times where... These are this kind of funny story. So I, like... <laughs> we were going to Edmonton and I just, I got off night shift and we were going to a hockey game. So I was like, Hey, we're going to get off night shift. I'm going to pick up my drugs, pick up Courtney, and then we'll book her to Edmonton. It was a perfect plan. So I talked to my drug dealer the night before and I'm like, Hey, like, can I come in the morning? Like I'm going to be going out of town, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh yeah, sure. So I like go to this guy's house at like eight in the morning and he, like, invites me in, and I'm like, oh, it's so awkward. Like, I just want my shit to get out of here. And he had this, like, 80-inch TV. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then on the other wall, he's got another, like, huge TV. And he's just like, yeah, one of my guys that works for me was kind of fucking me around, so I had to take his TV. So now I got two. And I'm like, okay, like, can I just get my eight ball and get the fuck out of here? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. You should tell him that other story about when you got in Buddy's car and he had something to show you. Oh! That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great oh, one. Oh, man. I meet up with this guy, and it's the same guy. Of course. <laughs> local, le local legend. And it's not the most randomest place. It was, like, by the Dodge dealership, but, there's like, a little bit down, there's this oil patch thing anyway. So I'm, like, meeting him at this trucking yard. And he just, like, comes out of nowhere. From, like, one of the big trucks, I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. It's a lot lizard? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, he's, like, selling me a shit, and he's like, yeah, he was going out with his boss's girlfriend or something like that, 
So he's like, yeah, so I don't know. The guy might be after me, so I'm packing this around. And he, like, pulls out a sawed-off shotgun out of his pants. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, man, see ya. Like, talk to you later. And he was like, oh, do you want to, like, touch the gun? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> What? What the fuck, bro? Get my shit let me go! You trying to rob me? Get out of here! No, he wants you to touch that fucking homemade sawed-off shotgun so he blew somebody away and you're like, Wait, Mary, it's Prince around the I fucking know. thing! I was like, what the fuck? But being an addict, you're just like, well, the guy's got good stuff and he, his customer service wasn't that bad, so I was like, I'd always call him back. Yeah, like, hey, man. on the first call, so you're like, I'm Yeah, because he was always, like, he was fast, so I was like, oh, perfect, I'll Fucking meet you right away. The other people's like, well, I'll get you in an hour. I'm like, fucking hour. Yeah, an attic time, an hour's like, oh, oh my god. Might as well fucking call him the next day. Right? It's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, so I never, okay, the only one time I ever bought drugs by myself. Yeah. And I think I told, I, I must have told you this. Yeah. Uh, I won't say who it was, but it's somebody that we, as much as you can't fucking, as much as you can't, like, trust your drug dealers, I was pretty confident this person wasn't going to kill me. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew them on a personal level. Yeah. So, and I didn't even, it wasn't even for me. It was for my fucking bo- old, old, old boss. This is when I didn't work at a bank. This was fucking, <laughs> yeah, a long yeah. time ago. My old, old boss's wife wanted some. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, like, just have, set me up. Set me up. And I was like, well, I don't really want to. I've never done this before. Like, and I was, like, nervous as shit. And I got the guy to fucking meet me yeah. at my place of employment back then. I was really looking back now. And he didn't want to meet me there because he knew me. I was like, okay, like, yeah. this is kind of weird. Like, let's do this quick. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I go, we do whatever. And I'm like, okay, I can see you later. And I fucking book it back to my fucking boss's wife's house because he yeah. was out of town. He didn't know what she was up to. Yeah. One of those arrangements. And I give it to her and I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to leave. Uh-huh. And then she's like, no, no, just stay, just stay. So I stayed for a little bit and like, whatever. And this lady fucking does all the drugs. Yeah. The next day, because remember, I still work for her fucking husband. If he, at that point in time, his shop wasn't ready. So I was working out of his house. Yeah. So the next day I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And like, we're talking. Uh, my yeah. boss isn't home yet. He's still out of town. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, like uh, that, th- those drugs, like it tasted, it smelled like cat piss. <laughs> and I was like, okay. She's like, like, can you not like talk to your drug dealer and ask for a <laughs> And I turned and I looked at this woman and this yeah. woman's at least 20 years older than me. She's not a young person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't a fucking kid or a young, naive human being. And I was like. I said her name, yeah. and I went real quiet, and I was like, how many fucking drug dealers do you know are going to give you a refund on bad drugs? Yeah, no kidding. And I was like, and I vowed that, in that day and day, I was like, I don't know why I fucking did this in the first place. I'm such a fucking idiot. I <laughs> never, ever, ever. I was like, nope, nope. Oh, yeah. First and last time. But like, what the fuck? Like, my place of employment? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Courtney. Why my my go-to is always the Safeway parking lot. <laughs> Or the Super 8. I don't know why, I just felt comfortable going to the Super 8. You went to Humpty's Beat House, too. Did I? Yeah. I'd probably be everywhere around town. <laughs> but if I was picking a location, that's where I always picked. <laughs> oh, man. Put yourself in those situations like that? Like, holy. And, like, why? I don't know. Why? Just fucking disgusting. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. So, and again... When I, by being judgmental now on people that still still do this shit, it's my shadow self, right? Yeah. But I'm just like looking at the and I'm but I'm seeing these people and they got ten years on me and they're still doing this shit and I'm yeah. like fuck, bro, aren't you tired? 
Yeah. Aren't you tired? Because I know I was fucking, when I was 30 years old, well, yeah, because the last day I ever, last day I got drunk, I was 30 years old. Yeah. I was like, because I know when I was 30 years old, I honestly felt like I was fucking 60. Yeah, me too. Like, I, in the last three years, I honestly feel like I'm a fucking, I feel like a teenager again. Yeah. I feel like a kid. Yeah, being addicted and doing drugs and alcohol that much so often, it's just so bad for you and so bad for basically everything like your brain doesn't know how to be happy without the substances your body is getting no movement because you're just laying around hungover and then if you're drinking you're just sitting around getting pissed well and it fucking it, it, drinking and drugs increase your cortisol levels so high yeah. that like it fucks your hormone distribution it fucks all your it, it fucks everything right yeah. it throws everything all it takes is one aspect of you to be off like to be out of whack like your hormones mm-hmm. It completely fucks the rest of your body. Yeah, and then you wonder why it's so hard to get off of the shit because your body just doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Well, and even then, like, just like, and just quitting. It's not like you just quit one day and all your shit miraculously goes back to normal. It takes months and yeah, months. Yeah, it takes a long time. And it takes fucking, like, yeah, like, months and months before all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I feel the best I've ever felt. Yeah. But, I mean, there's that period of time when your body's, like, detoxing and then you're craving fucking... 15 pounds of chocolate cake every day and you're just yeah you just want sugar and you don't know if you're coming or fucking going like yeah like there's like a period of time where it's fucking brutal yeah but just like everything else fucking one day you're like holy shit i feel good i always like the saying of like choose your hard so like yeah getting sober is hard and doing the work to stay sober is hard but so is being an alcoholic drug addict yes like that is way harder my best days in addiction are way harder than my worst days in sobriety. Right. Like, fuck, way, way harder. Well, there's just, to me, there's a comfort in the fact that knowing, and I'm, this isn't, I'm not like testing the universe here, but like mm-hmm. knowing that no matter what ever happens from this day out, I will be okay because yeah. I am fucking sober. And I have like, I've done something so fucking hard in my life that if other things come across and other things have happened since yeah. I've gotten sober, but there is nothing, I truly believe, there is nothing that I cannot fucking come back from because I kicked this shit. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I could overcome anything because I've overcome this. Well, and we did it by ourselves. Like, do you know how many fucking people can honestly say yeah. they just did it by themselves? Like, most people, people in our life didn't know we had a problem mm-hmm. until we started talking about it on this fucking podcast. Yeah, that's true. They didn't know until we had fucking pulled ourselves out of the fucking soup hole, the, like, the gutter, yeah. and made things all right. It is pretty crazy that we just somehow were able to do it. I, I'm still surprised by it every once in a while. I am too. It's fucked. I'm it's just like, holy crazy. fuck. Like, how? Because we're strong. I, I don't know what you want. Fucking strong. Yeah, I'm pretty strong. Strong as shit. You got big arms now? <laughs> <laughs> big arms go with your big head. Oh, settle down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. Like, that's a fucking rare breed right there. And I, yeah. this isn't a knock to anybody who has to, like, go to counseling or go to fucking rehab. Good for you. That's awesome do whatever the fuck you yeah. have to do but like it's a special type of person that can just be like enough's a fuck enough and just figure it out mm-hmm. yeah it's true we have a lot to we have a lot to be proud of and we have a lot to fucking we have a lot to like sit back and reflect on and be like fuck yeah mm-hmm. you know that's a fucking that's a flex it is it's it's so impressive that we're still just uh, i still every day i'm like so grateful that we made these changes in our life because life sucked 
really did. And the worst part... It was hard, and we were doing it to ourselves. That's the worst part. We were our own worst enemy. And the worst... And another shitty part was, like, we were... Dr- I was drowning. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I was drowning, and I just, like, looked around me, and nobody even, like, bowed an eye. Yeah, nobody knew because we hit it. Right? Like... I hated that feeling of... I don't even know how to explain it. Just the weird dread feeling of it's Friday and I'm not getting drunk. Like I had that inactive addiction. I thought I had to get drunk every Friday. I had no idea why. Because you had Saturday off and Sunday you could lay around and be a piece. Or, cause, yeah, not even me though. Even if I worked. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it's Friday. You got to get fucking pissed. That might like, be your fear of missing out when you're a kid though. Maybe. I don't know. Because you fuck? like, you had a weird thing in your teenage years where, like, you, like, hung out with your parents so you, like, having shit and stuff. And yeah, like, and I always wanted to get drunk. On the yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, with us, fucking making <laughs> revelations. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a fear of missing out. I think so, too. And I think, like, for me, like, I, a huge part of my drinking and shit is, obviously, like, for some strange reason, I had getting drunk tied into, like, my own self-worth. Like, I felt like I wasn't, like, funny, or I wasn't, like, charming, or I wasn't, like, all these charismatic, like, all these things, but let's face it, I clearly fucking am. Yeah. But for some fucked up reason, I thought, like, when I drank, I was just, like, fucking smooth as fucking cream cheese on a bagel. Like, I, for some reason, didn't realize that I could still be all these things. Yeah. And people would still, like, find me enjoyable to be around without being fucking dicked up or on drugs. Yeah, it is weird. It's fucking, it, it was almost tied to, like, a sense of, like, a sense of self-worth. Like, I don't fucking know why. Yeah. All I know is I turned, uh, fuck, I started drinking probably around 13, and ever since then, I was just like, yep. Yeah. This is what we do. That's what we do. This is what we do. This is what we know. This, this is, is how we, we have do. fun. This is, yeah, exactly. You can't have fun without booze. <laughs> why would I even, like, why would I even want to try to have fun without booze? Like, right? fuck me. What do you mean? You're going to a sporting event, you're not drinking. That's not fun. Right? <laughs> what do you mean you can't fucking or like yeah, or if the event required no alcohol, I'd be like, yeah, I ain't fucking going. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't serve beer? Right, I ain't Why fucking going. Oh, they're not drinking. I ain't fucking going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sure am glad we put in the work to make changes, and now we feel a lot better. <laughs> yes. We're Anyways, guys, hope you guys liked the podcast. If you did, like, comment, subscribe. We'll catch you next week. Peace.